Um, but yeah, hey everybody, this is the Jetpack Sword Super Cool Gaming Podcast. I'm Greg, and as you just heard, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you recorded audio or not, or what the deal is, but you might have heard Packy saying he's not going to be with us today because he hurt his hand, and it's just kind of bumming him out. They can't play games, and so, you know, doesn't really want to listen to us rave about Starfield, most, you know, specifically. Um, that being said, I am joined by James, as always. Hello. And... Also, again, Ricardo, um, who actually, it's kind of funny that Packy's not here this time, because the last time Packy's here, or last time Ricardo's here, James wasn't here, and so we had one with Ricardo and Packy, and now we have a Ricardo and James. Um, And yeah, so we're going to talk about Starfield, uh, and I invited Ricardo specifically because he, you know, pre-ordered the, you both, the two of you both, uh, did the early access for the game. And so I have an hour in the game. How, what, how much time do you all have into it at this point? Ooh. Um, I don't think I have more than five hours. I've because got... I've only been playing it while I stream, so. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got about 30, probably. Maybe just under. Holy shit, fuck. Nice. All right. Well, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I was lucky. Um, my weekend last weekend, last week when it dropped, was that was my weekend. And then today and yesterday have been my weekend again. So That's true. Yeah. You probably got a fair bit of time, you know, just today with us moving the podcast, which normally we record on Wednesdays. Today we're recording this on Thursday because I had some scheduling conflicts. Um, that was me. And... <laughs> it was partially you, but I also had a lot of Not shit going on, so it actually worked out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for anybody who's been living under a rock, Starfield is Bethesda's latest RPG. Um, and as such, because they were acquired by Microsoft, it is, if you're playing it on console, if you want to play it on console, it's only on Xbox, but it is also on PC, um, I believe Steam, obviously, it but is. definitely, obviously, the Windows Store. So, um, so yeah, PC and Xbox. If you're interested in Starfield, it is a space RPG. I was gonna say space exploration game, but everything I have seen said it is not a space exploration game. Um, um, it depends on how you look at it. But yeah, I agree. It definitely depends on how you look at it. I would so, say. Just as a general thing that I would personally say as a big Bethesda fan who loved like everything they put out to me, it really feels like Fallout 4 in space for like a, for good. I think it's a, like they took the best parts of Fallout 4 and improved on them and took them to a new setting. I think that's a good statement because the 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 quote I was going to share was essentially um, this is a Bethesda RPG with the backdrop of space. Yeah. Right. Like space is is there and like ships are there and exploring planets is there. But it is a Bethesda RPG, which, like you said, for a lot of people, it's a fantastic thing. For me, that's a meh thing. I could go. I could, you know, take it or leave it Um, in my hour so far. um, I will say I've been pleasantly surprised, you know, like better. Well, I mean, I've enjoyed it. Right. Like I, I am never going to like sifting through the. 100 miscellaneous bullshit items inside of a building never gonna like that ever Which in any game you don't ever have to do you don't have to do it you're because right this game but takes after I, the elder scrolls and that what if i miss more credits but what if i miss credits or what yep. if i miss a safe yeah that's like, that's the problem i figured out after my first session was 
I have to stop looking at every fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely, because I did the same thing thinking it was going to be like Fallout 4 where you could break items down for their components, but you can't. There are designated crafting components, and if it's not those that you're looking at, and you'll eventually get a feel for like the names and like what they look like, and if it's not that, like don't look at it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, but so I, like I said, so I only have an hour. It was literally, I played an hour last night. I did take some notes in my hour. And so I'll quickly go through them. And then James, I'm going to hand it over to you and Ricardo, especially you, since you've got 30 hours of game time in at this point. Sounds great. Um, and so my notes are super short. Um, why the fuck is there no random option in the character creator? The fuck? I agree with that. What? That was super annoying. Super fucking annoying. That being said, there weren't actually that many options, and so I didn't have that hard of a time making a character. Um, which I kind of thought there'd be more options to be entirely honest. Like I've already seen like some things online of like, oh, look at this, like the you know, is the classic like, ah, someone made Todd Howard or whatever. Um, and I don't know, I didn't think there were that many options, which again, in my personal opinion, I actually kind of liked. And again, it's probably because I didn't go for the fine tuning of like the facial structure and bringing the cheeks in or whatever. So just like the normal like hair color options and face structure, like default face structure options, there actually weren't a ton. Um, but yeah, no random. What the fuck? Also, as far as I can tell, you can't change your facial hair color. And so like I basically just like picked hair color I, to match the I facial think, hair I, yeah, color. Yeah, I did. You can change facial hair color. Mm, I So I, I have a female character, so I, I, know you, I did the eyebrows. So I was assuming um, that you could do the facial. I know okay, you I'm can. just retarded then. <laughs> I know you can because I... As I've talked about on podcasts before, my first character is always like my self insert to some Dude, degree. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah, girlfriend yeah. helped me. Um, we like made me as close as we could. And my facial hair is darker than my like actual like head hair and like my eyebrow hair. And I, we did that. Like I was able, like my facial hair in the game is darker than like my so character's I, I, head. Hair. I'm just retarded. So okay, I will say, I've made two characters. Both were me. My first one, I started. And we'll get to this as we talk about it, but like you pick your background, which really just determines like your starting traits, like your three initial traits. And then if you're somebody who like role plays, you can use that as like your basis for like who your character will be. Um, When I first started, I did a xenobiologist, which again, doesn't actually matter. But I like felt weird playing a xenobiologist and then going into like the first couple missions and just gunning people down. Um, it just didn't sit right with me. Like, <laughs> it did, yeah, you're trying to actually role play, right? Yeah. And so I. I re-rolled my character using the same, like, physical traits and everything, so it's just me again, and did Bounty Hunter, um, and that fit better for sure. But I will say, when I made the first character, I did not see as many options as I did when I made this, the second version of me. And I think that's because the game, at least for me, on the Xbox, I have Series X, um, I'm using the Starfield controller, which is just, like, the reskin, if anybody cares. But the menus... At least with Humble the D brag. stick and the like analog stick, they don't seem to be as like they're a little slow. And I think when I made the first character, like I would like try to hit down to see more options and I guess it didn't register. So I was just like, oh, that's all the options. But then when I made the second one, I noticed that there were like the usual roughly amount of like Bethesda character options for like you were saying, like the sculpting and stuff. Um, so I don't know. There definitely might be more options than you saw just because at least for me, like the menu was not that. super responsive. Um, speaking of traits, uh, did either of you do the jumping trait? Because that seems dank as fuck. So, are you talking about the, um, 
like the Varun cultist one or whatever, the Great Serpent. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's the Great Serpent. And so, so for those who don't know, it's if you jump, you get a buff. But if you don't jump, you you get a debuff. So I, I thought the same thing. If you read it, it's grav jumping. It's specifically about being uh, like you exp- okay. like you jump between systems. Like so when I first started when I was talking to Jacob, because we talked um, that night, like on opening night. We both thought it no, like because we didn't know what grav jumping was until you play the game. But it does say, when, like I said, I remade the character, so I was looking through the traits again. It says grav jumping, which fits the role play of that type of character more. It makes it yeah. makes way more sense that it's grav jumping than just jumping. Oh, that's kind of a that's kind of a shame almost. I thought it was like, a joke because like if you go back and play like Oblivion, because that game like you level your skills by using them, and if you want to level athletics, you literally just jump everywhere <laughs> well so i mean whenever i play like a shit ton of like most games i am constantly jumping because i'm a fucking add you know numb nut like i i play wow and if i'm idling and wow i'm just sitting there hitting the space bar with my thumb over and over again right <laughs> like, i just love like and so i thought that they made a trait like for those people who just <laughs> are constantly you, jumping specifically uh, I I don't think I'm special in this regard. I think lots of people no, just like I, jump I everywhere. Sometimes too. Um, and so I thought it was awesome, and they should make that trait because that would be they really should. Cool. Sorry to break the uh, illusion because I, I went through uh, the exact same thing between the two characters. Speaking of jumping, who the fuck put the default keybind for jump as why? Who? That's every Bethesda why? game. Ever. Why would you do? But why? Why would they I don't do know. that? I don't know. But it's, it's been a, that way for a, a while. A is jump. A is the jump button. Well, A is in a rack. It kills me. But switch A and Y. <laughs> which is what can, I do. You can I rematch. Really I was gonna say you can rematch. Yeah, I do. I, I, which is nice if you're if you need that. Because A is jump. A is always jump in every game ever, and it kills me that it wasn't jump. Um. Anyways, that's basically literally the extent of my notes. Is some bits on, like I said, played an hour bits on the character creator. What the fuck is the jumping keybind? And, uh, oh, I did have one other note. The, like, intro bit, which is, this doesn't matter. It's the intro to the story. No, it doesn't matter at all. But, like, it was, like, a little bit cheesy bad of, like, I'm just going to give you my ship and stay here. I, I don't know. It was just <laughs> kind of cheesy. Like, it was just dumb. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's I will the beginning say, of the thing. I like this game's opening for being very fast for the most part. Like, going back and replaying Fallout 4 without the Live Another Life mod where you can basically start, you know, anywhere. Fallout 4 takes forever to get started because you have the whole, like, pre-war section. And Skyrim's not too bad, but, you know, sitting through the prisoner stuff takes a little while. This game, like, I think, as long like, once you do it once, you can pass, like, through the mining section really quickly. Well, and then you can skip the ship tutorial, which I thought was cool. Yeah, which is nice. It gives you an option, like, immediately from the beginning, too, which is cool. Like, you don't have to, like, do it once, and then you get the option. It just says, if you want to do it, do it, which I did yeah. on the second character. Um, but, yeah, shooting felt pretty good. Way better than any Bethesda game I had played in the past. Yeah, um, a little better than Fallout I've only tried, like, three guns. So like, there's a lot more guns on their seam, <laughs> also. I will say that, too. At first, it does not seem like there's a lot of variety, but... Like I said, I'm I just hit level 21 on my my new main character, and there's a lot more variety later on. Um, so I'm curious, does ammo get better? I keep running out of ammo and I keep going back um, to the laser cutter because the I laser mean, cutter is just like it's a Bethesda game. So 
at a certain point, you'll have basically infinite ammo for certain guns. So, like, some guns share ammo, but generally, like, every gun uses something different, and you're going to get a ton. Like, I don't know if you, you've only played a little bit, but, like, the first, like, assault rifle you see is the Grendel, which is, like, the bullpup white rifle. The yeah, ammo I, that I gun that. uses, you're going to have basically an infinite amount of, because most of the enemy NPCs use that rifle. Um, and then, like, I think one of the pistols shares the same rounds. I think it's it might actually be the... Actually, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, I the only things that I have to worry about, like right now for my character on ammo are like very specific guns that are generally more powerful that the game is obviously trying to like limit me a little bit. And usually the other thing you do is there's a perk to get more ammo out of um, containers, which I would recommend getting. I did that in Fallout 4 and same thing. You never run an ammo. And then two, if you have the credits, just figure out which ammo you need and buy them every time you stop in at a settlement, which like that always yeah. works, too. Ammo's cheap, so... I will so, yes, definitely be getting that perk, because I it has been annoying so far. Which, yeah. actually, kind of funny, random last comment from me. I just beat Doom Eternal, and the problem I always had in that game was the same thing, I ran out of ammo. That right? game, I think, like, is by died, design. It wants oh, you to rotate absolutely. through weapons, and then use the chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. That game, especially, is, is such a, like... Yeah. You, it wants you to do the cycle that they created for it. Um... Yeah, so that's basically all I got for Starfield because I only played an hour. I am excited to play more um, because, like I said, it does it, it, it's speaking to me more than any previous Bethesda it's RPG. Good. So it's good. I know your I'm past just... history is you know iffy with Bethesda games, so as a big fan, that makes me happy for you. Uh, I mean, we'll hopefully, and I, I haven't even unlocked the the the, the jetpack, and like I when it's I was good. going through the classes. It's worth it. I think I picked, or not class, was it classes or backgrounds or traits? Backgrounds. Yeah, backgrounds. I picked soldier specifically because it had the jetpack buff thingy and yep. the like ballistics buff. Yep. And I was like, I plan to be shooting and jetpacking a lot. So this is perfect yeah, for me. <laughs> the bounty hunter starts similarly and it's, it's really good, especially on like low gravity planets, just like literally just jetpacking around. I just, I feel like Django Fett and Boba Fett and it's, it's so fun. That's that's what I was I was hoping for, yeah. and so I'm very excited to actually unlock it. Um, and then I think I just picked like I picked the wanted perk because I felt like that kind of yeah, went to soldier, right? Like, I was like for a bounty hunter. Likewise, yeah, yep. <laughs> okay, I would love it. I, I I've always wished like developers would just like release statistics of games, uh, like X number of characters pick these things. You know, like I just I love data, Larian and so I would just that love to see that three. Oh, that that's fantastic. I love it. The close and I, I've seen one game which doesn't really count, but like there's one game that like kind of did inside the game, which was Quantum Break. And so Quantum Break is, you know, the like movie or it's the TV show slash video game from. Oh, my God. The people who make Alan Wink that I can't remedy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, when you make when you hit the end of a, a, a gameplay section. And you have to make a choice which determines which episode you're about to watch. Um, it shows you the percentage of people in the world who picked the the different choices. That's and cool. I just thought that was really cool to see in the game mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Take it away, James or Ricardo, whoever's got um, insight. Ricardo, do you want to start? Because I'm probably going to end up monologuing. And you guys can <laughs> tune out once I start that. Yeah, I mean, I can start. I'm just... Uh... I don't know what to choose from. So my character, I ended up choosing alien DNA. Oh, uh, I did that for my xenobiologist at first too. Yeah. Wanted, <laughs> for a xenobiologist, that's so good. Yeah, uh, that's why I did it. 
And so I did, I did Wanted, and then I did Taskmaster. Um, and so the Taskmaster, I think, is going to be interesting when it comes to ship stuff. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to do more ship stuff fairly soon. Um, yeah, so I don't think this is too many spoilers. I finally did the mission on how to capture a ship, is how I'm going to phrase it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that was the last thing I did, pretty much. Um, and then I realized, and and you know, I don't know if it does the games that well, but that's where the VAT system went to, right? To what the like scanner? Yeah. To like yeah. the choose the piece of the ship that you want to attack. Yeah. So they basically removed VATs completely, and you have the scanner on the ground, which is not used for combat, and then. There's a specific perk you have to get to do a similar VAT system on the ship, which lets you board them and do other things. Okay. Mm. It's a really good system. Right. And Greg, that should be like one of your first things you get. I, sure. I, it's, I it's very, I, that was, worth it. Makes when Ricardo and I were watching the showcase, that was the thing that like they showed the capturing the ship and yeah. Ricardo and I both like yeah. turned to each other in the theater and were yeah. like, <laughs> it makes, yeah. uh, especially early on, it makes ship combat a lot easier because early on it can be pretty tough, but it makes it easier. Um, yeah, which so before that's... you continue, Ricardo, actually, yeah. just for clarification for everybody listening, uh, alien DNA is basically just uh, you volunteered for a controversial experiment that combines alien and human DNA. As a result, you start with increased health and oxygen, but healing and food items aren't as effective. And they're definitely uh, not task... Yeah. <laughs> Taskmaster is occasionally you have crew trained in a certain ship system. That system will automatically repair itself to full health whenever it is damaged below 50 percent. However, all crew costs twice as much to hire. So that's interesting. And then Wanted, which we all three picked, is someone put a price on your head and word has spread. Occasionally, armed mercenaries will show up and try to kill you, but being cornered gives you an edge. When that, when your health is low, you do extra damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that was like the perfect compliment to Bounty Hunter. I feel like, you know yeah, what, if I'm going to hunt right. people, oh, you can hunt me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and so, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm only like five hours in. Um, I... I did three hours of pretty much picking up almost everything and then scanning every fucking thing. And then I was like, I'm not going to do this again. And so I just been trying to spear through like the main, I guess the main quote unquote main storylines constellation stuff. Yeah. And then, um, I might choose a faction this next time. I think the faction system is pretty interesting, except I only know of two of them for the most part. Um, I guess I can talk about that as well as a faction thing, actually. So I'm also interested to, to get to that part. Yeah, I can talk about that too. Um, the weapons I am totally all about. I feel like they're fun. Um, Mm -hmm. the energy weapons are hit or miss. I feel like depending on which one. Um, yeah, I feel like the main use I found of them were for more shielded enemies. Uh, and then taking to be able to take down that armor and then shoot him with a normal bulleted weapon. That's what I've been finding to be easier. Um, but I also haven't really done a lot of the fighting just because I've been just screwing around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I do dig that you can shank people pretty much. Always fun. Like, yeah, uh, and that the weapon I picked up a weapon that pretty much it's it's all entire purpose it does d- double damage if the target has full health and it's like mm-hmm. the first thing I just do I just shake yep. them with it and then I swap <laughs> out for a different weapon. Uh, the uh, weapon's favorite system I thought was pretty good, uh, making okay. You, okay, so how do you do that? I, okay, again, uh, I, I, I super kept simple. Going into my inventory. 
Yeah, so it's super simple. So when you go to your inventory, uh, you're playing Xbox, right? Yes, you are. I know you. Yeah. So you hit Y to favorite it, and then you can set it on the D-pad. And then you have three slots per uh, D-pad. Direction. So the, so yeah, the D-pad then is how you actually yeah. switch it. Okay. Yeah. Fallout uh, 4 had that too. The exact yeah. same system. Um, let's see. I haven't even gotten to being able to customize my ship yet, but I want oh, to so great. bad. It's great. I just don't know what the thing is. Is like, so I have thirty six thousand credits, and I just don't know what to do with them. I was like, I don't know if it's I should ship. start using this for the ship or if I should yeah, start. You should, because I also want to do all the like. I love crafting in games. Depend mm-hmm. well if it's if it's fun. Like if it's something that like gives me enjoyment. Because there's some fucking games where I hate crafting, but for the most part, it's like the first thing I'll try to do. Because I don't know. I personally like to tinker with shit, so that's what I want to do in a game. Um, and so I want to really, I want to use the money to get the crafting stuff up. But what I also don't want to have to happen if I find out later is I waste all this time on the crafting and then you can just find way more powerful weapons on the field. I don't know what it is. It pisses me off every single time (laughs) I play a game where they have crafting and then you could just go into some random mission and just pick up something so much better. That's what I hate about most MMOs. Like you spend so much time on doing crafting and then no matter what, all end game material that they build is something you have to go and fucking battle for regardless of whatever the hell level you have in crafting. And it's annoying, but it's fine. That's a different subject. <laughs> it's, it's, crafting is one of those things that like, it feels like a lot of people put in to check a box, like to be entirely honest. Yeah. And honestly, like really good crafting systems, I feel like are actually pretty rare. Like honestly, crafting in WoW sucked nuts for like well over half of the expansions. And like in the current one, it's fantastic because the thing you described does not happen, right? Like the item you craft, it is going to be fucking fantastic and it's going to be worth it. It's going to be better than stuff that drops in the raid. Um, but like, you know, before this one, like it was literally every other expansion. It fucking sucked. Like, yeah. and so I totally get what you're saying about like yeah. crafting is just like, you feel like you sink so much time into it and the reward is just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my problem with Fort Final Fantasy 14 is it was the same thing. Like they, when they did the, uh, I don't even know what they call it. When they did this, the extra missions post the main expansion pieces, so it was like extra missions and stuff. That's where you would get the most ridiculous weapons and you have to spend hours and hours. And the only thing that would be worth crafting was accessories because that was the only thing that would, you can't pick up in some of those end missions um, or end quests. So it was, I don't know. It's just, it, but it makes me so sad because I like making the weapons and armor, but different problem. James, have you done much crafting in Starfield? Do you have any feel of if it's going to be rewarding? Is that a question um, for me? Oh, it was for you. I was going to say, right. which one of us? <laughs> James, James. Because well, yeah. Ricardo is saying he wants to do it and he's yeah. starting to do it, but okay. doesn't have so, the time to do it. I mean, we can talk about a lot of stuff. Um, and again, this is from someone who has played the majority of Bethesda's like mainline properties and like loves all of them. Um, especially Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, um, and a little bit of Fallout 76, which is technically not a Bethesda game, but whatever. Um, so yeah, to your point specifically, Ricardo, um, I can tell that Bethesda does not want you to really worry about it right now, this early on. Um, if you guys look at the perk trees, the perks for unlocking more weapon, spacesuit, outpost, ship mods 
they are all at tier two or beyond, which you're not going to get to tier two in any of your skill like trees, which are like the five trees, you know, like the social combat, uh, science, whatever. You're not going to get those until you put four points into like the first tier of each one. And that's a pretty big commitment. Like I'm at level 21. You get one perk point per level. Like it's it's a lot to get to that point. Like I only unlocked the like level two ship mods, um, space suit mods and weapon mods. Like I think yesterday, like I finally was able to start getting those. And not only do you you have to unlock those with perks, you also have to have the resources to finish the research projects, which there's a research terminal and a bunch of other terminals um, at the constellation like headquarters. And you can also get them on your ships. And the research projects unlock the ability to craft, like, food and drink, um, medical supplies, and the mods for your different weapons. And then you actually have to go to the workbench that is assigned to that specific type of crafting to actually build them out of resources. So you have to be able to have the upfront investment to unlock the ability to craft them, and then you can actually craft them. Um, So I wouldn't worry about it too much right now. And... Like I said, you get way more weapons as you go through. Like if you ever played Skyrim, you know, you start with like iron, steel, and eventually you get like silver and elven and, you know, all that other stuff. Um, This game seems to be similar, but instead of it being like you're going to have an iron shotgun and a steel shotgun, you just unlock more. Like you see more of the in-universe brands of weapons as you get further in. So like you start with just like the Eon pistol and like the Grindel, which the Eon's the first pistol the game like gives it to you right at the beginning. Um, and the Grendel and, like, the Maelstrom are the two rifles that, like, every enemy in the game pretty much has for the most part. And then later on, you'll see, like, other manufacturers, their weapons will start to populate the universe. Um, which, if you've played any Bethesda game and, like, are familiar with them, usually the way they do that is it's based on your character level. Um, in addition to, like, what you're fighting. So, like, there'll be a level list of items that are potentially able to drop from like one to five and then five to 10 and so on from there. So like in Skyrim, for example, or like in Fallout 4, you're not going to see like end game weapons, like materials or whatever until you're like level, you know, 35 or something. Uh, But in addition to that, in Starfield from what I've seen is you'll start to see at a certain point, like I said, I'm level 21. You'll start to see it'll say like refined or improved, which will just be like a prefix assigned to that weapon. So you'll see like a refined Grendel, which will be the exact same Grendel, but it'll do more damage just innately because it's meant for like a level 22 person instead of a level two person. Um, And Fallout 4, I thought, did an interesting way of doing that, where in Fallout 4, it was part of the crafting system where if you had like a pipe pistol and you had the um, points for like perks and you had the materials, you could improve its like internal rifle or like pistol components like the receiver and like the firing pin whatever all the internals that all guns share you would improve those parts and that would give you like the same equivalent where it'd be like a refined pipe pistol or something in starfield there are internal components that you can um mod onto weapons but it does not determine it's like um tier of strength it does other things like making it shoot faster or Um, It might do like a little bit more damage or it might just give it more accuracy, but it's not going to be like this raises it from like a level five pipe pistol or like a rifle or whatever. to like a level 10 one. Um, It seems to just be drops based on like what level you are, which I think is it's interesting to me for them to have taken that step back when they still have the overall weapon modding system. That's basically identical to um, Fallout 4. Um, So like I said, I basically the gist of it, if for you guys and for anybody else listening, all like three, five listeners we have. I would say don't bother with the crafting too much right now because one, you're not going to have much to craft. 
And then two, you're going to find better stuff later. But that doesn't mean that like the Grendel or the Eon pistol that you start with, they're not going to be bad later necessarily, at least not for a while. Like I said, I have some weapons that I've been using since I started, like original weapons that I started with, and they're still okay right now. Um, and you're always going to fight enemies that are also like lower level than you, higher level than you. They've always got a big number next to their health bar. So if they're like roughly at your level or below, like you can keep using the starting stuff for a while. Um, I've only had a couple enemies where I've been like, oh, I need something significantly better for sure. Um, in addition to that, this game has a similar system like Fallout 4 had where enemies will spawn and they'll be like legendary enemies where in Fallout 4, they would specifically have a, a trait assigned to them and they would be like, like have something they would do that would make them stronger. Um, and their name would say like legendary raider or legendary Deathclaw or, you know, whatever. This game doesn't seem to have the same system with the trait where it'll say like legendary, you know, mercenary or whatever. But um, I think what you noticed, Ricardo, where you said like enemies had shields sometimes is they'll have their white health bar, which is like their main actual health bar. And then they'll have like a red bar that like ticks down. It's not a shield system. It seems like they have multiple health bars stacked. So like if you shoot an enemy with that, you'll get through one of their little red chunks. Is and it? It'll yeah, from what I've seen, the ships are different. The ships yeah, are ships different. The ships do have shields. shields. I noticed that, and they did the classic. And that's where I... there are differences in laser versus um, like ballistic weaponry. But the characters that I've seen, all all NPCs other than ships have different resistances, um, being like they are more resistant to ballistic or laser. But it's not tied to like their level or thing. It's just tied to the gear they have, which. I don't know how this game abstracts that either, because unlike other Bethesda games where if you see somebody wearing like a suit of armor that you want, you can take it off their body. This game does not do that. Um, characters seem to have just like character models and then they'll have just like whatever loot on them. It's not always what they're I mean, it'll be like what gun they're using, but it won't necessarily be like the armor that they're wearing. Uh, but I I have not seen anybody with shields on the ground. I've seen people who are like the legendary enemies and you can tell when they're legendary because one, they'll have that health system where you have to like get through multiple health bars. And then two, when they die, they will always have a blue. Um, so like a rare, a uh, legendary or like a unique weapon on them. It'll be like a blue, a purple or a orange, depending on like their level, um, which that's the other thing. This game throws legendary and like rare items at you way more than Fallout 4 definitely did. Like you fight like, one or two of them in the like opening mission. So that way the game can give you some legendary stuff early on. And the legendary stuff always has like, I think the rares always have like one trait. So it'll be like that. The You said it was a knife that you had that like the shank or whatever, Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that I think I know exactly because I have a one. I'll, I have a little like samurai dagger that's got that same trait where it does double damage as like the first hit. It says instigating on it. So like rares, blues always have one. I think purples always have two. And then the legendary, the oranges always have three. So like I have an Eon pistol that fires two rounds every like fourth shot um it does a lot more bashing damage and i think it does more like limb damage or something and it's a legendary that i've been using um i'll i'll look into it more as i play but like i haven't seen any shield stuff on the ground but that'd, that'd be so, cool if it had that yeah I, I meant to say more of like i feel like it wasn't shields more of just arm armor like i feel like it was just because when you look at the enemy it just looks like they have more gear on yeah, so I thought might. the red those red bar ticks were because of that armor, and you had to pretty much like destroy that armor before you could actually do physical damage to them to their own bodies. Yeah, I said I don't know how the game like abstracts it, but it definitely okay. is a it's a it's we're, we're saying the same thing just okay, okay. terms, but like yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta but it doesn't seem to be tied to like one of the damage types. Ooh, or like in yeah, ship combat, 
you use laser weapons to drop shields and then you use ballistic weapons to do damage to like the actual health of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that also ties into like how in ship combat you have like the different power levels and you can like power up systems and power down. So like you could put all power to your lasers, break the shield and then power those off and put all the power to your ballistics and then just, you know, tank down their health. Um, and then like missiles do damage to both, but they shoot slower. There's like electromagnetic damage you get later, which for people can like basically knock them out as like a non-lethal option. Um, and then for ships, it shuts down systems really well, even through shields. Um, so like that's another damage type. But yeah, I think that's just like the legendary system. Basically, basically, like I said, it's the exact same thing from Fallout 4, um, just port it over to this game, which is why to me, this game is literally just for all the good parts of Fallout 4. It's that in a new, cool NASA space setting. Um, I will say the setting is fantastic. Like, I, I, I'm loving it. It's really it. good. And, and the music that goes with it say, is like oh, music. Like it, so it's the classic when you when you walk when you fucking uh, when you touch the thing for the first time and then when you like walk out the doors into like the world and you see space for the first time and like the the swelling that comes up like it's just it's ten out of ten. You like get, it's fantastic. I just love that every time you do a grab jump, if you actually like watch the animation, it does like the full orche- orchestral like swelling every single time you do a grab jump. It's really cool. Um, yeah, the music's incredible. I was going to say one thing about, like, the world itself. Again, I know you guys aren't, like, super far in. Um, Ricardo, have you... I assume you've been to New Atlantis, like, the main capital oh, yeah. city. Yeah. Okay, Greg, yeah. you have not, right? Okay, so the first, like, main settlement it takes you to is New Atlantis, which is an Alpha Centauri. It's super close to, like, our own real-life solar system. Um, and it's a big, you know, nice blue and green Terran world, basically a new Earth. Um, I will say me personally, when I got there, I was like, this is really cool, like architecturally, but it, it it's a little rough. But in my opinion so far, the exterior cities you see are not as well done as the interior cities you see. Again, I, you guys haven't gotten there yet, but there's a city later on you see that's just a straight, think cyberpunk from literally the games or just like the overall literally genre. Called neon? There's a city called yeah. Neon. It's called Neon, and it's literally just a big cyberpunk city. It's on a um, a giant fishing, like, oil derrick-style structure on a completely ocean world. And you have to go in. Like, it's all interior for the most part when you get inside of it, and it's so well done. And it's I think it's part of it just because it doesn't have to be open. And Bethesda was able to, like, really make it special because you don't have to worry about seeing the rest of the outside world, and it's not drawing resources from that. Because, um, like, Neon is really cool. Eventually, you get to go to Mars, and there's a underground, like, subterranean little city there called Cydonia. Um, it's not very big, but it feels more well done to me than, like, New Atlantis. New Atlantis, I think there's some dissonance because it's supposed to be this big, you know, huge capital, but it 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 just doesn't always feel like that. There's some really cool stuff that I really like New Atlantis, but I've had way more interest in um, the other capital city, Aquila City, which you'll see a little bit later on. And then Neon is really, really good. And then Cydonia, despite being really small, is pretty cool. Um, I definitely think Bethesda like did a way better job with the interior like settlements than they did with the exterior settlements. Which again, I think is just because it's like they've always had settlements be like cities being a like loading screen that you had to transfer through. And this game does not have that um, in all instances. And you can definitely tell that it was a, a little bit of a struggle for them. It's really good. I, I also have not said my opinion. I think the game's great. And that, again, I was telling Greg and Packy when I first started it on, like, launch night, I was not feeling it. I had a good time with it, but I was like, this is, in my opinion, like, very rough. Um, definitely feels like they took the engine to the absolute limits. The same engine they've been using for literally forever. But 
having played more on my second character um, and giving it more time, I think it's really, really good. It is a lot yeah. of loading screens, though. If you're somebody who hates loading screens, don't play. The don't, are you, you're playing on PC. No, you're playing yeah. on Xbox, right? I am, which like it helps. It, it's they're they're t- I, I think they're tolerable, but they are. There are a lot of loading screens. I feel like I don't see the loading screens that like I maybe it's just I'm maybe I'm still a little not doing too much. You like, if you like if you enter the ship, you get a loading screen when you then it's quick, but it yeah, happens. And then like, obviously anytime you go to a planet, you get like a loading screen and then you get out of the ship and you get a loading, you know, like it's, it's a fair bit. Yeah. And I will say, um, you guys probably haven't had to deal with this yet, but the game doesn't really tell you that it can do this either, but you don't have to, like, once you unlock a location, you don't have to like fly back there. If you go back to that location on the map, you can fast travel just like any other Bethesda game back to any other location you've been to, which does mean that you're missing out on the cool thematic of like doing the ship and stuff. But it one makes it faster, but also that means you're going to see a lot of loading screens they are just going to be like relatively quick. Um, but yeah, just because of the way they've built the game, there are, in my opinion, <laughs> the most loading screens ever, but they're not too bad. And like I said, I don't mind them. And one cool thing that I found out you can do, which I haven't done myself, but I heard about it is the game has a photo mode and it'll pull photos from your photo mode gallery to use as loading screens if you are into that, Ooh. which is pretty cool. I haven't done it yet, but that's, that's what I've heard that it really, can do. Really, that that's cool. excellent Gives addition. You a little, yeah. yeah, it's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I got more I can say, but I don't want to monopolize the podcast. But I, I really like it. Ricardo, you don't know me, but I'm a huge like 60s, 70s era space fan. So it being literally NASA punk is like my dream. Um, I love Fallout 4, and this just feels like more Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. I specifically love Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, the only space Call of Duty game. And this game, to me, if you're, if anybody is a fan of Infinite Warfare, go play this game. Because me, like, jetting around with my jetpack and, like, blowing open airlocks and, like, assaulting all these mercenary bases, it just, it feels so much like Infinite Warfare to me. And, like, boarding ships and stuff, oh, it's so cool. I really, really like the game. It, it It's literally like Bethesda was like, let's make a game for James specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it more. I have tried a bunch of Bethesda games and like usually like an hour, two hours and I'm like, I'm, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and so this one, I, I didn't get to talk about that either. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Five hours. About I'm about else. like five hours in and I do care. <laughs> so, so it's good. Yeah, that's a good progress. thing, right? That's a good thing. Um, uh, I will say real quick, Greg, yeah. for you specifically, because I know you have a similar issue Very where you just don't so. care about the story and stuff usually. Um, so far, the main quest is solid. Like the constellation main thread is good. But I will say this game has the best side content, I think, of any Bethesda game. And specifically the small scale like Radiant, which Radiant quests are like the things that are like infinitely generated. So you oh, always okay, have something yeah. to do. Um, so far in my experience, the radiant content of this game, again, is the best Bethesda's ever put out. It's not just like random bullshit. Like this is this is the stuff that we saw in the showcase where they said they precisely generate the world, but then they have curated missions for it. I would say that's definitely part of it. Um, OK, but like you said, you're doing the bounty hunter start too, like right, Cardo? Uh, I mean, that's what I have as my background. <laughs> okay, cool. It's the same thing. Um, so like I, you can do this stuff without doing that, but like there is a bounty hunter guild essentially within the universe called the tracker Alliance. And you can mm. talk to one of their agents in all the major settlements. Um, but beyond that, they usually have like a little mission board 
And so you can go off and do like bounty missions where you go, you know, track down people. Um, and so far as I've gotten, there's no way to do it like a dead or alive kind of thing where you get to choose and like you get more rewards, which is weird because there is a non-lethal system in the game. So I thought that would be a cool addition. Uh, but I've not seen anything that suggests that yet. It seems to be you just kill them every single time. Mm-hmm. But like that content is just fun. Like I said, if you like just flying around and like attacking mercenary bases on settle or like on serve the services of the world, like the bounty stuff is cool. Um, talking to the tracker Alliance agents is always cool. Like they, if you do the bounty hunter background, like you have some unique dialogue with them. Cause like, you're like, Oh, I'm a bounty hunter too. Like, what can you offer me and stuff? It's just cool. Um, I like the like role play because I did the wanted trait also, which like Greg said earlier, wanted is that you have like a band of mercenaries that like are always tracking you pretty much. Have you got which gameplay wise just means in, that in your 30 hours, uh, like six or seven. Um, it doesn't happen like a lot. It usually happens in space more than it happens on the ground. I had one on the ground for the first time today. But basically, the gameplay effect of it is that, one, there's like a little bit of dialogue about it, which this game, I think, has way more trait-based dialogue than any other Bethesda game I've played, where if like you have a specific skill unlocked, there might be dialogue for that. Um, if you have like the backgrounds, there'll be dialogue for that. There's three traits that you could pick, which is like out of a list of like, I don't know, like 20 or whatever. I, I bet each of those has some dialogue. Like my bounty hunter, I did wanted. So I've talked to people about like, you know, being on the run and stuff and like me having this permanent bounty on my head. Um, I did the Freestar Collective Settler and the Freestar. There's two big factions that are the United Colonies, which are like New Atlantis, very, you know, United Nations, U.S. America kind of feel um, very like formal space stuff. And then the Freestar Collective is very much the like Firefly style space stuff. So like Westerns Mm. and Cowboys and Rangers and whatever. Um, Very, very independent. Those are the two like main, main factions. So I did the Freestar Collective as one of my like starting traits. So like I have a lot of dialogue there. And that's the current quest line I've been pursuing today was like joining the Freestar Collective's, you know, military branch and like doing stuff like that. Um, And then... What was the other trait I did? Oh, I did one of the religious traits, which is like the enlightened one, which I will say. Hey, you basically did the same thing I did then. The I, did, game, I did one political, one religion, and then wanted. Yeah. The game, I will say, I feel like makes a, initially seems like it's making a big deal out of having these religious, like, like, the, like it's interesting that they're like in the character creation, right? Like that they're already like up front with that. Um, as far as I've gotten, there is very little impact of the in-game religions on anything, which... Hmm. I was very surprised by. Um, I thought they would be like sub quest chains, essentially. Like if you played Skyrim or you guys aren't the best options for this because you've not played a lot of any other Bethesda game. But if like in Fallout 4, there's like some played a lot of Skyrim. Okay, okay. Some fucking reason. Skyrim or like Fallout 4, there might be some like minor quest chains that you can do tied to a faction. So you'll like join a faction, but it's not as grand as doing like the companions, for example, or like the mages, the wizard college or whatever. Um, but yeah, the religion stuff is at least on the one I did, which is the enlightened doesn't have a lot of content, which I thought was interesting. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah, I think the trait stuff, like all I was going with the dialogue stuff. That's right. There is a lot of dialogue like, and it's always just like one line or two, but it's nice to have a lot more thematic dialogue tied to who your character actually is. Um, and like I said, I'm doing the Freestar collective stuff, which you basically join the Freestar Rangers, which are, you know, again, it's very like Western cowboy themed and so you're basically like a small group of like super good you know special forces marshals essentially and like i've gone places and you know i can like flash my marshal badge and people are like or my ranger badge people are like oh 
because there's literally in the game's universe, there are only like 12 rangers at a time. So for your character to be one of them, like there's a lot of respect there. Even if they're not free star citizens, they know about the rangers. Um, and again, it's just like a piece of dialogue here or there, but it 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 feels thematic. And I think this game has done a really good job of that also for it being such a big, wide universe. I don't know. I really like it if you can't tell. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's also, again, I wasn't feeling it for the first, like, five hours. And then I remade my character and gave it some more time. And I think it's great now. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I am. I'm definitely enjoying it. I, you know, I even in, enjoying. I feel like the ship stuff is super fun. It is. Um, I can't wait to have enough money to actually build out some oh, more ship stuff. I was going to say that, too. Um the cycle I've been doing is you go do some missions, whether those be like the bounty missions to get money or like the actual like story missions. Cause even the story missions give you like pretty good payouts on money. Mm-hmm. Like I, most Bethesda games, you get money by like selling items, right? I have barely sold like anything really in this game. Like there's not really, like I have not felt a need to sell anything. Cause I just do like the bounties and stuff or like just the main missions. But Ricard, I would say since you like the, you're interested in getting into the ship stuff, do a bunch of missions, get a bunch of money. And then like the cycle I've been doing is you do that, go to a ship place, make a new ship because you can either like buy a pre-built ship or you can customize even like the frontier that you start with. You can mm-hmm. just go in and strip it completely and start fresh if you want to, which is what I did after a few missions where I just wanted to try something new. Um, and the ship stuff's expensive. Like I so far have probably spent like 300,000 in-game credits across oh three or four different ships, just like experimenting with them just to see new, like, you know, ship models and like modules and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the cycle I'm doing. You make a bunch of money. I make about a hundred thousand, and then I go to a ship place and make a new ship from the ground up, and then that's my ship until I get about another hundred thousand credits. That's awesome. So if yeah, you're, I, I, I want to make should be a, your cycle. I want to make a big ass ship. I you just want to definitely do that later on. I I'm want not a there yet, huge, but. huge ship. I, I like. I don't know. I just want a bunch of shit in it. Yeah, and you can. Do you, you definitely kind of want that. the ship to have like two boosters at the back, and then have, just have like a really long, you know, mast? You know, is <laughs> that the kind you of thing no, you no, want? No, that's the one that you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Yeah. No, I want. You know what? I want one that is just like I can fit every fucking thing I want in there. I just want like every workshop in the world, yep, you and can I do want that sure. uh, to be able to store all the things. And I don't know, maybe find some say, sandwiches. I would <laughs> say if you uh, cool. if you want some like just design ideas before you actually get to the point where you can build it yourself, go to the ship technicians at any planet you land on and mm-hmm. look at the ships they have on offer to sell. They usually have between like three and six or seven and just look at what the pre-built ships look like. Some of the pre-built ones are massive and that'll yeah. give you ideas for what you can do later yeah. on. That sounds great. That's really what good. I want. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm on, I think, my third or fourth built from the ground up that I've done so far. So that's one every 10 hours. I like it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have you um, played No Man's Sky? Not really. It's in a good place. Same shit, though, right? Yeah, I like No Man's Sky. I played it on launch when it was brand new and fresh, stayed up till midnight, and I've played it probably once every three to six months with every big update that comes out. I think it's in a really good place. Nice. It's still missing something but i couldn't tell you what it is but it's it's really good for what it is the combat from starfield is what it's missing and the story from Starfield. yeah i would say those are parts of it yeah um i was gonna say though one of the things that it did that i i liked a lot and it'd be cool if starfield adopted is the freighter system 
So, like, you have your freighter, and then inside your freighter, you can have all of your ships inside your freighter. I don't know. I always thought that was fun. And, that would be uh, really no cool. Sky. I could see them doing that as DLC, which I hate to say that because I know everybody hates DLC, but I could see Bethesda doing that as DLC. I don't think it would work in the system they have right now. I think they would have to add that as an additional, like, expansion or something, which I think would be cool, but I don't think it would work right now. Yeah. You can make some big ships, though. Um, so, I'm curious. So, big, there's a big uneasiness about them coming out and saying the game is 30 frames per second and the game is 30 frames per second on console obviously on pc you can play it unlocked Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i think obviously i mean given the fact that series x is 30 fps my impression of what i've seen is that it takes a lot to run it at a solid frame rate on pc so 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 i had a question about that 30 frames and i don't remember what they're saying was that locked in on all resolutions or just 4k i think it's all resolutions on console i think really? greg's right yeah, yeah. all right the game definitely chugs sometimes for me so i'm playing on 1440p monitor uh and i feel like it's been buttery smooth but maybe so I watched a Digital Foundry video about this. The Digital Foundry is my go-to YouTube channel for the nitty-gritty technical stuff of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned part of the reason that is, is apparently they adopted... Uh, so the game has motion blur, but specifically it doesn't just have motion blur. It has, I think they said, like, object-specific motion blur or even, like, per-pixel object blur. I don't know. Point being, the, the, what it is is basically, like, individual objects in the black background can have motion blur unique to them as opposed to a static one across, you know, everything across the entire screen. And so apparently that's part of what makes it feel so smooth. And I wonder if I think back to um, Forza Horizon 5, that game, I think it, I swear to God, that game has 30, 60 and 120 FPS modes, depending on what platform you're playing on. Like I think mm-hmm. on Series S it has a 30 FPS mode and on Series X it has 120 hertz mode. Um, it still fucking plays great at 30 30 hertz on the Series S, uh, and I think it's probably the exact same thing. I think it's if they are very good at it and they do the right amount of you know post processing, etc., etc., you can get a pretty solid 30 frames per second. I mean, then you go play a 60 frames per second game or 120 hertz game, and it's very obvious that it's worse. But like um when you're just playing that it's perfectly passable in in my experience and that that was in my hour that was my experience as well i would still prefer if they had a 40 hertz option for people with 120 hertz screens that would be like to me that's the sweet spot right like um which obviously for anybody who's not aware it's basically the reason you pick something like 30 hertz is a lot of displays are 60 hertz. And so 30 is an even divisible, you know, even divisible, evenly divisible. And so, you know, it's you get fucking balls. Uh, every you get two for the frame shows for two things of the screen refresh rate, essentially, right? One frame is shown for two frame of the TV. Anyways, so 40 hertz works on 120 hertz screen for the exact same reason instead of it being, you know, Two, it's three, 120, 40 is three. 
Um, but so you still get a consistent, stable frame rate without like choppy, because what can happen if you don't do that, then essentially uh, the image refreshes in the middle of like it already being displayed. And so you can end up with basically like the top half of your screen is the is the old frame and the bottom half is the new frame, like stuff like that. And so it can be a kind of jarring experience. And that's why people like to cap it at 30 or 60 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I would love a 40 hertz mode for people with 120 hertz displays. That'd be fantastic. I feel like it'd be like the perfect sweet spot of like, I wouldn't need anything more than that. That was how um, Play Till Requiem was, is it was 40 hertz if you had a 120 hertz screen. And that was 10 out of 10. Um, on other notes and kind of like performance and visual quality and whatever, obviously it's not why you're playing this game. It shouldn't be why you're playing this game because it is not spectacular in that regard. I mean, it's pretty good. It's the best looking Bethesda game I've ever seen, without a doubt. Um, at least mainline studio Bethesda game I've ever seen. Um, but that's not why you're playing the game. And it is, like I said, it's better than all the ones I've seen. Still kind of meh. Between like it and the loading screens, in a way, it doesn't really feel like the promise of current gen, I guess, mm. if that makes sense. Um but it's still like, they're using. like you all said, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You mentioned earlier, like they're pushing this poor fucking engine I, to the limits, and it needs to go in the trash can. Like it I needs think, to go bye bye. I think they might be using the same engine for Elder Scrolls Six, which is ridiculous to me if they do. That's sad. That game deserves a new flagship engine. Of all the Bethesda games that deserve it, it's that one. But I hope they do something new. <laughs> I, I thought part of the promise of the Elder Scrolls Six was they were going to rewrite the engine, but I, I mean, thought it was to be announced. Where I so saw something the other that, day that said they weren't. <laughs> I, maybe I misread it. I don't know. It needs to go in the trash. It's like I will say on your point about this game, I do think overall it's the best looking one, but because of the setting being obviously realistic space and like people and everything. I think Skyrim, like the enhanced editions art style does a big favor making that because I think Skyrim's like the newest version looks really good. Obviously, like the character models and stuff and like close in textures aren't great. But I think the atmospherics, that game still looks really good um, because the art style gives it a lot of like support there. This game being so like stark and like realistic, it it's not always great. Um, You can see the edges a lot of the time. But yeah, I think overall it's it's good. I really like it. Sure. Um, we're approaching an hour. James, any final notes? Um, I would say if you liked Fallout 4, and especially if you like NASA space exploration, you should definitely play it. I will also say, as we always say, it's on Game Pass. If you already have Game Pass, it's worth a shot. If you hate it, you didn't lose anything. And if you like it, then great. You know, you're still getting to play a game you like, and it's essentially free because you're already paying for the service. Um, I bought it early the whole way through. Um, and I don't regret my purchase. I'm going to be keep like, I want to end this so I can go play more before I have to go to sleep and get up for the gym tomorrow. So, um, yeah. but also I just want to say this game for me right now is more stable than armored core six, which is a crime against everything. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with that. Bethesda games should not be more stable than a linear mission based 60 FPS mech game. But whatever. I was gonna say, fucking uh, Playthrough Three is ruining that game for me. In my hour, I, I will say the quote: "Every QA resource at Xbox is busy testing this game." Is apparent. It, it is pretty I've good. Had, at least in I my hour experience, 
two crashes on Starfield and maybe like one or two either where my character got stuck in a certain situation where the game froze. Um, and as I told you in Packy, I've had 10 to 15 hard crashes on Armored Core 6, specifically in Playthrough 3. Nothing happened until Playthrough 3. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. It really makes me mad, though. Um, oh, actually, I wanted, I had a follow-up question to you. So you, you said, if you like Fallout, uh, you know, go ahead and buy the game. Or if you have Game Pass... Um, you should you know, just go ahead and give pay the ten dollars. Don't don't spend the sixty or seventy or whatever to buy it. I wouldn't say unless you're like committed. I would I would definitely so, try a game pass. So first. here's here's my follow up question. So I've got a number of friends. It's really just one actually. I don't have friends other than you all. Um, I have a friend who uh, he still has his One X, and he's like, "There's no reason to buy a Series X or a Series S." And I'm kind of like, "Okay, fair." Would you buy a new console for this game? Obviously, you would, James. But like, I probably would. But I'm also a a slut for Bethesda, so <laughs> I guess I'll ask you the same questions, Ricardo. A, any final notes? And B, would you, in general, say this game is worth buying a new console for? Um, it would help right, if you so, unmute your mic. I know, right? Uh. Okay, so I am really starting to enjoy this game, and as a person who didn't give two shits about Bethesda, uh, yeah, it's pretty fantastic, um, and it does make me want to see what else they do in the future, okay? Um, what I will say about getting the Series X, or I guess in general, well, because this is specifically an Xbox, uh, does he have a PS5, this, this friend of yours? No, he just has a one X. Okay. Um, there's a lot of other games on top <laughs> of this one that I would get a new console for. Um, you know, Armor Court Six. I don't even have it, and I would fucking get the, a system for it. It's great. Um, I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy. New game plus. Yeah, plus, I'm a plus. huge Final. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy, and I and you know I would get a new console for that. Um, uh, even. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of games like this one. Definitely. hundred percent. If, if you like Bethesda game for any reason, if you want to do space exploration, if you want to just pick up every little thing in <laughs> around you. Yeah. If I can get a new console and get this game. All right. You heard it here on Jetpack Swords. Buy a new console. Buy a new if console. You're on old gen still buy it by a current gen console. They're yeah. not that hard. I mean, and, and even like, the amount of just performance, like compared to the One X, is substantial with a new yeah. console. Series X, and is, it's great. and even it's just even just like at other apps, right? Just stuff you would normally do do or use on a day to day. There's just so much snappier on the new, on the newer console on the yeah. both new consoles. So, absolutely, yeah. I just wanted to any any final notes. Then I just want to mention one last thing. That I think is really cool. Just like Greg, you know, I'm a big details person when it comes to games. Like that's what makes or breaks things for me. Um, most of the weapons in Starfield are like caseless, so they don't shoot out bullet casings when you fire them. Either it's lasers or they are like ballistic, but they're caseless. Um, but the ones that do have bullet casings, they do. I, I don't know if it's 
like specific to each level of gravity because like the different planets have different amounts of gravity that'll be like 0.1 or whatever you know g's but like if you're on a low gravity world the bullet casings will fly away further and if you're on a high gravity they will drop and the same that's nice the same goes for corpses um and plastic bethesda like every single object in the world is a object so like if it drops or you know gets blown up by grenades it'll do different things the corpses do different things on different gravity levels and you can throw grenades and they do the same thing. Like being on a low gravity world and throwing a grenade so fucking far and nailing a guy in a fa- the face is it's very satisfying. Um, like I said, I, I've already told uh, my great. opinion on the game, but I think it's very good for what it is. It's definitely has still a lot of rough edges because it is their engine pushed to the absolute limit. Like, I don't think Elder Scrolls 6 is going to push it if they keep the same engine as hard as this game is. Um, but it is still very good for what it is. Like I said, I I think the side content's great, the main content's great, the gameplay loop is fun. Um, if you like, I said, if you like Fallout Four and you want to see an improved version of that in a cool setting, it's it's this game for sure. I, I guess my final final take would be I'm actually kind of excited for updates to see what yeah, they update for sure to see what corrections they make or stuff they ended up adding um, because there's so much so much potential here. Yeah. I mean, even if you just look at PC and then like, the modding community and how many fucking people have modded this game already, and it's only been out for, what are we, two weeks? Um, not even, it technically. Is, uh, I guess not even, technically, yeah, two like, weeks, you're right. Like a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Officially. yeah. I, mean, I, I guess I guess for the early access, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's still um, for early access. It was only a week. It was only a week, huh? Dude, time yeah. flies, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think if they take some of the those ideas or some of the things that people are trying to mod in and just run with it oh man this game is going to be beautiful like like Like, i mean it happens with every game right i mean nowadays where the initial take is terrible and then you get four updates and then all of a sudden the the quality (laughs) of life is fucking beautiful clear the initial take on this is not terrible which is fucking shocking yeah right i full blown I was going to say, Jacob, you know, my friend, made a good point that, and I, I agree with him now having played more, it's definitely the most, I think, stable Bethesda, despite it being stretched to the limit, it's the most stable Bethesda game they've put out. Um, so, Also, apparently there's a New Game Plus system in this game that opens up after the main story. I'm not there yet, but like, I, I don't even know what that's going to be. I have no idea what that's going to be. So, Interesting. There's a, lot, there's a lot here. Yeah. It's great. I like it. And it's also, like I said, more stable somehow than Armored Core 6, which I'm not going to stop talking about because I'm so upset about it. <laughs> I don't know. I heard the podcast where you guys started uh, talking about it. It's not like you guys are super stoked and excited. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Just for some reason, New Game Plus Plus, it's, it's falling apart. Mm. I know. All right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, sounds like uh, we would all say get the game. Try it out. Game yeah. Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. Game Pass is cheap. Woo-hoo. Do the thing. Uh, yeah. Bye. See ya. Oh, wait. Ricardo, do you want to plug? I don't know if you want to plug. Oh, uh, yeah, plug, yeah. Plug. Yeah. Um, if you want to see me play Starfield, where you'll probably be way further ahead than I will be, um, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash Wago. That's M-A-T-E-N-W-E-G-O. I'm trying to play Thursdays around 7 p.m. Mountain which is what is that 6 p.m pacific yeah pacific and whatever 9 p.m eastern um yeah come hang out
tell me I'm doing wrong things. <laughs> Backseat game. Bye. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one.